Coming up on TMS, give me the uterus, I'll give you the deck. My haterade brings all the trolls to the yard. You know, the never-ending story flying dog thing. How many fallopian tubes do you have? Going out on a high note with Millie Vanilli. Stevia? I barely knew her. Brian is healthier without his soul. What's a phone book? It's not a good segue if you need to explain it. Tears are the new handshake. <laughs> they kept saying, urinal. Uteruses can't use Mac products. Stevia Nicks is my favorite Mac. Girl P with Amy. Adopting Opie with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. What time is it? There is no time in space. This is to say, there is no chronology that can be calibrated. I said, what time is it? What time is it on Earth? Can you tell me that without an exercise in Euclidean geometry? Now just tell me what time it is on Earth. On Earth, it would be 12 noon. Just remember, you have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. The Morning Stream. Your painting privileges have been removed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMS. I just noticed the chat yeah. room. So some Twitch changed something. Something I keep seeing men- mention of a shield or something. In, uh... Yeah, something got weird because I guess they're trying to fight hate raids, they call them. Hate raids. Mm. And so uh, as Brian and I do the show, uh, maybe some things will be weird. And I know Jeannie's trying to stay on top of it and has put settings where they need to be or whatever. But I don't know what that even means. Uh, like I, I, I understand, the, I guess probably the con- concept of a hate raid, but I didn't know that was a like a I don't know a thing. But what, so solve. what do people do? Like just raid a channel that they hate and fill it with people who watch the stream? I don't understand what a hate well, raid you, does. I, th- I assume what a hate it's like a roving band of like let's we don't like this person, so we're going to go in there and just just spam oh, up their just channel, spam and, their chat, and okay, all yeah. right. Put, sure. Put ASCII penises in there and stuff like that. <laughs> you know. Little do they know we we provide our own. Yeah. We've already made we've already made our own gravy. We yeah. don't need. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got our own, we, and our potatoes are happy to be soaking in it. So just uh, right. exactly. you know, back off. Anyway, I've never been hate rated, so I don't I don't really understand it. But um, I assume it's for bigger streamers and stuff. Just sit there and drink your haterade. Yeah, hate your your haterade. Mm. You know, it's refreshing and replenishes my electrolytes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's nice to see you all. We're going to do a show here for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. And uh, it's the first of the month. So happy uh, December. It's okay to play Christmas music and stuff now, right? You're, you're down It is. Okay. I've been playing. I've actually been playing it a lot. The perfect moment is now as my Splenda packet. Uh, oh, look at that. Us. Yeah, the Splenda right there. That's very That's splendid. Right. It's like It's that. like part Magic 8-Ball, part... Uh, fortune cookie basically is what it is. <laughs> it's like was it Splenda that killed um, uh, what's her name on Breaking Bad? Oh no, uh, no, that was uh, I always forget. Well, technically it was Ryzen, Ryzen, but uh, it was uh, Stevia. Stevia, Stevia. Yeah, that killed. But it was Lydia, a brand. Lydia. They did call it a brand name. They called it the brand name Stevia. Okay, they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I always <laughs> thought that was a little scary, like a little edgy to to like call out a brand name like that. And right, especially right to make it like. Uh, you know, we saw what happened with Peloton when it killed Mr. Big in <laughs> yeah. uh, Sex and the City <laughs> That's movie right. 3 or whatever it was called or That's just right. like that. Maybe they maybe they so I've always wondered about product placement when a negative connotation is with your product. So let's sure. say you know, I know Apple's not down with the idea that if you use a MacBook in one of their in some TV show 
mm-hmm. the MacBook itself can't be the reason for a problem. Like if it explodes or really? you know, yeah, battery you or something. You can't, somebody know. can't <clears throat> lop off somebody's head with a with a the sharp edge of a MacBook Air. No, is what you're saying? No, I, although that sounds great, but no, they can't do it. <laughs> it sounds both great and doable. And doable, yeah, because <laughs> those things are really razor sharp. But like in the case of the Stevia. Uh, the story yeah. is very clear that hey, he put ricin in the stevia, right. and so you're probably still okay having your name associated with this because you're not the problem. Someone made it a problem, and so when right. cars explode or when like you know you get a I don't know you got a bunch of Fords because you got a Ford deal for your movie and a bunch of Fords get wrecked, Ford's okay with that because it isn't the cars that are wrecking themselves people are wrecking them i just i don't know i you know who may know this is um our pal and uh, bobby oh yeah he might too but oh uh, bobby but also dr tolbert and uh no not Tol- tolbert um dan i don't no. know how would they know would they know about car wrecks and stuff oh i'm sorry not car wrecks but just like uh <laughs> stevie i see what you're saying, oh, I oh, you were, uh, I see what you're saying about like using in movies and yeah stuff. like prop, Jeez, props movies. and movies and like the even the macbook thing um i'm thinking of uh, i got i got steered out because somebody said stevie is the name of the leaf not the product name so it's okay to use in in movies so i was really quickly looking that up to, oh. to stave off some some emails from people i didn't know that i thought stevie was the brand name I you know, know what that. look I'll tell you this, uh, Dr. Tolbert's been probably been in a car wreck, and, and, uh, and uh, Dan Patrice has probably been in a car wreck, and Bobby's probably been in a car might wreck. Might have, might have, yeah. I'm thinking of- yeah, uh, I'm Bar- totally paying attention, Scott. 100% paying attention. I'm thinking of our pal in Atlanta. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Yes, Dodd Vickers. Dodd Vickers, gosh about. dang yes, it. Because he is in the movie industry as a location, uh, location scout or a location head location scout, yep. and- uh, he also married a uh, a eternal elf lady who never <laughs> who is the most beautiful human being ever made, and uh, some, somehow Dodd Vickers married her. I don't know how that worked out, but uh, that, that probably reminds him that it's time to re up the restraining order. Yeah, get that going. Uh, but anyway, I just find that stuff curious. <laughs> I think it's weird. Now, here's what's yeah, weird. No, I think that, yeah. and, and I think uh, Dice Tomato even in the chat said that Apple like villains can't use Apple products in in movies. So. Oh, I didn't know you that. Know, Dennis Hopper in Speed can't be, uh, uh, you know, hey, Hotshot, I got a pop quiz for you. Let me pull it up on my iPhone. Uh- <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So even if I watch like, um, you know, I've noticed all the Apple Plus, TV Plus uh, originals. They of all, course. if there's yeah, computers, everybody on they're the all morning Macs. show uses. Uh, yeah, they're Apple all Macs. They're all and iPhones. An Apple Watch. And, yeah. yeah, nobody's got an Android phone or any of that. Right. All the other products. I wonder if. I'm trying to think if anyone could be considered villainous in any of those. I mean, Steve Carell. Is he villainous? I never saw His character was kind of villainous in the morning show as a sexual predator. uh, uh, Oh, my gosh. I didn't know any of this. This I didn't know this. I haven't seen it. Did you not watch the morning show? No. Oh. I was was all mad about the TMS part. So it annoyed me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, he he basically uh, gets caught... uh, um, I mean, some sexual harassment and stuff. And then when they come to him about it, he goes, well, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you're around Steve Carell, you can't help it. It's, <laughs> just, part, yeah, it's just part Thank of the you. deal. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah, was really good. That was really good. You'll be here all week. And uh, d- uh, don't forget, uh, <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke. I'm not going to do it. 
Um, I am going to tell you a story, though. I had a dream last night that I would uh, like to share and shed from my life ever, forever and never think about it again. Okay. All right. Last night, for whatever reason, vividest dream ever. Remember every detail of this thing. The never-ending story dog. I don't even know its name. You know, the big furry <laughs> flying dog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the last person to ask this question to because I've... Never seen never the never ending seen? story. Oh, Film Sack nope. says and what? I know, right? Film Sack, not, never, never covered on Film Sack. I don't think we have the time for a never ending story on Film Sack. Listen, uh, Randy's already <laughs> complained about <laughs> how much time it takes to do <laughs> watch alongs. We're never going to do the never ending story because it take, it'll never end. It never ends. Yeah, it just goes and goes. Yeah. Somehow there's a sequel and it's garbage. But um, all right, so it's Falcor, says the chat. I don't remember the name of okay. the thing. Falcor. Anyway, this dog is in my dream, whatever it is, dog dragon, dragon dog. Sure, sure. And uh, went crazy and started killing everybody, just killing everyone, <laughs> just slaughtering, didn't, had no regard for anything, women, children, old people, everything in between, just, just wrecking every soul it, it, it could find. And it was scary. And all I could do is run and keep running wow. and stay away from it that's the dream and it didn't feel like a nightmare as much as it just did kind of a weird action movie mm-hmm. um so i wasn't like scared that's hard to explain but uh when i woke up it it was as real as anything i've dreamt i was i woke up and i was like yeah i'm in this world this is happening and then slowly about a minute later i'm like oh okay that's that was a dream um that was so- really weird there's precedence now, right? That you know that we could see stuff like this happen because uh, Bambi. They're making a uh, uh, a Bambi as a killer movie. Oh, I didn't know now this. Bambi, is this true? Now that Bambi's in the public domain, but somebody is making a, a horror movie starring Bambi. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this. That sounds great. Is that true? Yeah. Let me. See, I want to see. It's this. totally true. Yeah, hundred percent true. Oh, Bambi. Uh, what are they? Is their name yet or anything? Uh, no. Oh, Winnie the Pooh's getting it first. Does, did Winnie the Pooh enter? I mean, Winnie the Winnie Pooh... Winnie the Pooh might be... Winnie the Pooh doesn't... Uh, I think Disney doesn't even own... Never own it, right? No, it was somebody just, owns it. I mean, somebody somebody should have owned it to... Well, I think Disney does own it because they have Winnie the Pooh rides uh, and stuff there. You'd think they would, but they also, yeah. they also take stuff like, you know... I'm trying to think of a good one here. Sleep, I mean, Sleeping Beauty isn't there. There's a ton of stuff that's just not there, oh, like right. Tarzan. Just, right, because it's because it's generic fairy tale. Yeah, canon. so they just use it, you know? I don't, yeah. I don't know how Winnie that works. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, comes out February 15th, 2023. Oh, my Lord. And, uh... Is it animated? Uh... I'm reading this. I'm reading this. I'm not... No, I think this is going to be... Pooh and Piglet go on a murderous rampage for human flesh as they antagonize a group of university girls occupying a rural cabin. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I can't, I can't tell if it's... No, this is this is live action. I'm looking at the uh, the list. It's totally going to be live action. Listen to this old, <laughs> this old lady. <laughs> this old lady's comment on the page here. Yeah. Hollywood has gone completely mad. They can't think of anything original, so they have to turn poor Bambi into a killer. I can't believe any foolish person would waste their money on this garbage. I would argue that turning Bambi into a killer is very original. Yeah, it's pretty original. <laughs> pretty original. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't have a problem with this. Fine, let's do whatever. 
I, I can't believe yeah. it's in the public domain. See, that tells me it's not a Disney-owned thing then. Right, right. There must have been some, uh, you know, like Beauty and the, or not Beauty and the Beast. Um, well, sort of like Beauty and the Beast. But like any of the Beauty stories that they convert, yeah. they're yeah. taking from some other common story. They usually right. have their own twist on it. Like Hunchback of Notre Dame is nothing like the the real yeah, thing. No. Except, the, the Hugo, Victor Hugo novel. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's got a hunchback. That's about it. Obviously, Hercules came from something uh, from Greek <laughs> mythology long before uh, Disney got their hands on it. Yeah. Uh, they do Tarzan, like the, they do, they, they do give you the They give you the feeling that they, they invented it, but they don't. They never Right, do. right. They invented their take on it, for sure. And, sure. And, you know. And sometimes uh, that overwhelms. It's like those covers you talk about. The covers that yeah, right. are that bigger are than so the originals iconic or whatever. That you don't think about there being a thing before that, like you know, Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, that's such a total Disney thing. But yeah. no, it was a you know a fairy tale or a story before that. Like even Little Mermaid is like some Danish right. thing. Some Danish thing, yeah. They even I think they even have a little statue uh, that keeps getting vandalized overlooking the uh, the, the fjords. Yeah, the fjords. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll keep Does our Denmark eye on Does Denmark have fjords, or is it just... Uh, oh, I actually don't know. Country. I have no idea what they yeah. have over there. They have a lot of free weed, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much else about them. <laughs> how many... Like, somebody please keep track of how many wrong things we've said so far uh, today on today's show. I know the, the Stevia thing not being a brand name, I guess, is it, but... But... Uh, <laughs> did yeah. she have Truvia, then? Truvia? What did Lydia drink? Stevia? her chamomile. It was chamomile tea, wasn't it? It was chamomile tea. And it was Stevie, Stevia. I thought it was Stevia. Yeah, Stevia. That's my memory. But I, you know, and I've seen that series twice. Yeah, through chamomile oh. tea with soy milk and a ton of Stevia. Okay. So there you go. Because she was hooked. She'd love the Stevia. She's all into it. So that's probably why. Like, all right, it's a, uh, um, it's a, um, a leaf as opposed to a brand name, so they can probably get away with that as opposed to saying she had Truvia in it or right. Sweet and Low or Nutra or what well, not Nutra Sweet but uh, Equal. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised they didn't make one up. To be honest, yeah, yeah. It seems right. like a thing you could do or you'd want to do, given the poisoning part of it and all that. Uh, Doctor Tolbert in the chat says the counter is at twelve things we've gotten wrong today. So <laughs> thank you very much. Fantastic. I've always thought we could end our show with an I'm, I'm sorry segment where we kind of list all the things that we got wrong, kind of like that that SNL joke with uh, Fox News where they list <laughs> all the things that they got wrong. That yeah, day. yeah. I just we just need someone to do it for us. We don't. Have, we can't. Yeah, we, we can't keep track to of it. Provide the list that we could just read through. Yeah, we we don't. We ain't got no time for that. No. Anyway, no. so I don't know why the dog and the never-ending story dog was in my oh, dream. Yeah. I don't know why all these people had to die for it. Uh, it's a bad time, and uh, I'm just glad I wasn't in that one. Yeah, you were not in this one at all. You weren't even good, like good. mentioned, and nobody was that I knew personally. Like, okay, it good. was me, and then the world, and by the world I mean just random people I've never met. Hmm. My kids, my wife, none of my family, nobody, none of my friends were in it. So I guess that's good, but it was very yeah. weird. Chat says, I think the uh, these area COVID leftovers fever dreams. <laughs> oh, are, easily could be, are. right? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I, look, I'm still, the cough won't go away. I freaking hate it. Um, I'm feeling a little less tired all the time. Although at night, man, I am beat like nothing else. Holy crap. Yeah. Last night, I could barely move. I was supposed to prep, do some early prep for the show for today. So I wouldn't have to get up too early to worry about it. 
Right. And I just couldn't do it. I was just like, no. Good for you. You know what? Your body's your body is telling you what you need to do, and you just need to sit back and listen. I yeah. I get the best night of sleep I've gotten in a couple of weeks, and it might be because um, dude from the dealership service thing did finally call me back. Oh, update! Ding ding ding! Let's hear about it. What happened? The update with air quotes. Oh crap! Uh, he says, "I uh, just want to let you know we're still waiting for the parts and." Um, but uh, Kia Corporate has asked me to resubmit the work order, so I'm going to put that together now. I'm like, oh, that sound is that good news? He says, oh, it could be, could be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll keep you posted. Okay, so really, he- it's kind of a non. It's an update. It's what I asked for, right? It's, right. It's communication that just says, hey, wheels are still turning. We're waiting for the part. I'm resubmitting your stuff. Blah 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 blah. And and that's that's all I asked for. That, that is something. That right yeah. there. If you did that from the start, uh, five stars on Yelp, Google. Yeah, you would already had you'd have had Brian's yeah. d- devotion. He'd already had he'd already been buying three new Kias by now. Okay, right, exactly. Uh, Red Fraggle says, "Did you ask for a loaner?" I thought of that right after the I hung up with the call. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to call him back and ask for a loaner." Then I thought, um, "Here's the thing." Yeah. <laughs> uh, without a car. I've been uh, eating a lot more salad, like making making lunch here, having more salad. I've lost two or three pounds, three and a half pounds. I've been walking when I need to go somewhere and get something, just going to like the Ace Hardware up the way or the grocery store and stuff like that. Yeah. I uh, I've been getting a lot done here in the uh, in the office, not just some freelance stuff that needs to get done, but also like fixing up some stuff in the in the, the the room I do all the 3D printing in so that I can actually be more efficient with the stuff that has to go out via Etsy. Yeah. So it's like I'm all right right now without a car. I know I <laughs> I don't don't necessarily like if they called and said, "Hey, we're going to give you a loaner." I'd say, "All right, cool. Uh, you know, lift me over there so I can pick up the loaner." But I'm not I'm not complaining about not having a car right now. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, I was yeah. so worried when I when I sold my car to one of the kids and yeah. it's just the one car Kim and I use, I was so worried it was going to just kink me, but it really hasn't. It's been fine. Like yeah. need, when I need it, it's around. And if it's, if yeah, she's got it exactly. and she's somewhere, it's like, ah, I can walk, I can do whatever. Like, See, it's not it helps that big a deal. Cause Kim doesn't have a job that, that makes her have to drive around all the time. No, like, no. Tina does, you know, with her adults, protective services thing, she's out all the time. So if I, kind of in a pinch say oh god i need a car i need to be able to get to place yeah that's X. harder nothing yeah. i can do but um what but if he called you and said hey uh, mr ibbett uh we've got a loaner for you and you come up there and you walk in the door and they just they just give you a kind of a quiet keeps to himself guy with a hat on uh-huh, uh-huh. uh would yeah, you take say, that loaner this is my loaner and yeah. say yep okay well I'll take him home. Yeah, and, and they would and they would do it with a straight face. Himself. Part of the joke would be they wouldn't laugh or crack a smile. They would just do this as if this was normal. And they would just uh-huh. pass this guy over to you, and you'd have to spend, you know, the rest of the afternoon with this, with this. And he would keep to himself. He's not like he's gonna be a problem at your sure. house. Sure. No, I mean, I, I don't even have to like you know entertain him or anything. No, give him a bowl like, of Fritos. I really he's just fine. have to to bring him home and just kind of let him do his own <laughs> thing, which would probably just be kind of sitting in a corner. Yeah, because that's what loners do. It's been my that's experience. Oh, loner. Here, here's my Steam Deck. Oh. Entertain, entertain yourself. Here's here's my Steam Deck. Different loner. Okay. And and Barb, uh, her, um, um, I think it was her maiden name or married name. I think maiden name was. Oh, it is. It's absolutely loner. Yeah. Her her maiden oh, name is loner. Barbara yeah. loner. That's cool. Barbara loner. 
Yeah. All right. Bear, bear Bloner. Nick's dating a girl whose last name is Bo- Bonner. So that's problematic. Ooh, two N's? Yeah. It's still hard, though. It's hard to... S- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. All right, we're done. There's no... We're not topping... <laughs> we're not topping that. It's like there's no better... <laughs> it's not quite what I meant. Damn it. Uh, as soon as I said uh, it, I was like, shoot, well. l- look what has what hath come out of my mouth. All right. Well, let's right. Uh, anyway. let's, let's uh, pep- pepper that comment with this. Uh, this is a text we got from a listener uh, named Kendall who simply says, hello, skirt and bow tie. I like that. It's good. Yeah. Skirt and bow tie. Although, I don't know. I wouldn't wear a skirt. But... I'm much happier being the bow tie. Yeah, I agree. It says, you guys know you're huge nerds, right? Kendall. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah, feels like a weird thing to take time out of your day and text people, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any shame about my nerd level. I I mean, it's it's, it uh, it was right there in the phone book uh, that that phone book that uh, somebody somebody listens to the show. Yeah, worked on the Denver phone book or the Arvada phone book, and put me on a page that began with huge nerd, like. I took a photo of it. That's amazing. It was a listener of something, you said? It was a listener, right. So, like, basically, you know how at the top it says the range of things on that page? Yeah. It was from huge nerd to something else, and and Brian Ibbett was on that, that's on that a, page. That's great. That's freaking great. What's I, a phone I book? I took a photo player. of it. I like can't. I can't find. I can't pull it up uh, quickly. But uh, we are. Know, yeah, with the phone book. Yeah. Our, look, our there is a dying out bunch of humans that remember phone books barely. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole the generation the Z's man. They're not going to know what the frick we're talking about. Phone book. What? A whole book of phone numbers? Is that oh, even a thing? What do you? Do you, is there a button on the front that you can push to ask it a question and yeah, have it, it find a phone? Is it like Facebook, but with phones? <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's there you go then. We are nerds. If we don't have phone books, what are we going to put on top of of things that need to be compressed that you've just glued to stay together? Encyclopedias. Right? Put- but then you'd say, well, wait, what's an encyclopedia? We have the same problem. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. We're getting rid of all of our heavy things, and we uh, people. Well, we need to keep some heavy things. Uh, World of Warcraft collector's edition boxes, <laughs> all their stuff in them. Those are heavy. Those are heavy. Do you have? Do you? You don't have? Do you have one of those, Scott? I have one for every expansion <laughs> except this new one. The new one I don't have. I didn't get that. I'm not playing it either. I'm kind of not. I, I'm. I'm just not feeling motivated came out on yeah. Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah, Dragonflight now. Yeah. I've been hearing good things. Yeah, the, me too. The biggest the biggest review that I've heard is uh people like Dragonflight because it's not the last expansion. Cuz it's not Shadowlands. <laughs> the <yeah>. previous <laughs> Shadowlands. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny because that seems to be the constant. Everybody's saying that's uh, that's the number one thing they're saying. Oh, I like it so much better than the last one. And it's yeah. like, well, how do you yeah. like it on its own? Well, I don't know. I'm just comparing it to what I just did with the Shadowlands. I don't know. Maybe it's amazing, and maybe I'll get time. I just, ha- I just, I'm not feeling motivated at the moment. Because usually, the yeah. first, look, there's never been a problem with any of these expansions. First few weeks of content, like the the leveling right. stuff's always top notch. It's always amazing stuff. Great story. Great cutscenes. Right. It's like, just what happens after you've you've yeah. maxed your level, and then you have to kind of do your progression for the raids and stuff like that. Yeah, and it may be incredible this time. I don't know. Last time it felt incredible it was like, um, for me, it was Legion. I loved Legion, yeah. but everything since has been a little, eh, 
Yeah, no, I'm certainly uh, certainly not going to get involved with another big time sink of a game. But uh, anyway, so hey, some good news, Scott. I got uh, Thanos and Marvel Snap. Oh, nice! You're a huge nerd. That, that, See what I did there. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time with a huge time sink of a game. Right into right into huge, huge time sink. Toilet. It actually game. hasn't been a huge time sink for me, but yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I have Thanos. a picture right here. Let me put them up. Uh, <laughs> look at that! Look at that chat. Shiny logo. Yeah. Says he, uh, so he's part of the new. So okay, some of you hung around the yeah. uh, the 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 show yesterday after we finished, and Brian and I did a little brief interview. And some of you may have heard it on the core podcast, which is where I put it. Um, yeah. This is part of the new series of cards that are now available, right. right? Pool four and pool five, which which basically you can still get from random pulls, but it um, uh, it. You now have this thing called the collector's coins, and you can spend those to get cards that you want. And there's this like four hour rotation in the shop of like, here's another card. Want to buy it? No? Okay. Um, oh, Adam 12. She just got She Hulk. That's the other one I want to buy as soon as I see She Hulk in the store, because she will work with so many of the, the decks that I've built. But anyway, so the thing with Thanos, I thought, Psh, well, great he's like that's going to be such a fun character he's a lot of fun to play but he is by no means uh insta win he is if you you start the game with him in your deck then it also puts six infinity stones into your deck okay and as you draw those and play them they're one point each to play or one energy to play um they all have individual powers like draw another card um your opponent's cards are minus one at this location etc right um, but once you've played all six, your Thanos goes from being a six eight to a six eighteen. Oh, and, uh, and it becomes a huge beast to to put in any one of the uh, uh, the rows. How so, many how many total cards are there in this next? Uh, you know that are now available that you haven't gotten um, yet. It's uh, like eighteen or something. Okay. It's like eight and eight and uh, or ten in uh, pool four and f- and eight in pool five or something. It's not very many, and I'm not. You know, there's a couple that I want, but I'm not in any hurry to get all of them. You're in no uh, rush, big rush. I'm in no now. rush. I'm going to play as I've been playing, and and uh, oh, 16 total. Thank you, Serenex. Cool. It's 10 and six, right? 10 in pool four and six in pool five. <coughs> You'll have those by midnight. <laughs> not at the rate I go. Mm. It, it, I know it sounds like I play this game a lot, but uh, uh, no, you're really hard. Like, like we said on the thing yesterday, you're casual hardcore. Which I'm is, casual hardcore. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm I'm uploading something to Dropbox that's going to take a minute. All right, I'll play a quick game of Marvel Snap, or, yeah, yeah. or waiting for the filament to heat up on a on on the hot end of the 3D printer. Then great, I'll play a game while I'm waiting for that to heat up. Yeah, why not? So, yep. I think that sounds great. Well, notwithstanding, so if you want to see, oh, I'm sorry, no, we'll, go ahead. We'll what are you going to say? That. You gonna I was going to say, if you want to see me play Thanos, then then watch Coverville, and we'll talk about Coverville in just a couple minutes. Oh yeah, you will be doing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, today that'll be good live yes. stream uh, snap and music everybody music snap right. snap to the music is what we're saying fleetwood snap fleetwood snap now this whoops now this do hey look who it is it's amy uh amy it's amy everybody it's amy robinson uh she's red fraggle three you know her in the chat rooms that but uh, we know her as amy robinson and she's joining us today to do a little read this with amy hi amy oh hi scott and phil it has been a minute it's been a minute like you 
got sick and yep. then it was Thanksgiving and like, right. you know, I of course hung out with Brian a bunch and we played a bunch of snap, yeah. uh, which was fun. But, but we uh, kind of wrecked, yeah. yeah, wrecked our Thursdays pretty hard for yeah. Yeah. two weeks, yeah. which yeah. sucked. I hated that. Uh, but we, I assume you had a nice uh, holiday. Everything go okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a pretty good time. We did a Friendsgiving, which is kind of our tradition. We have a, a friend who is a serious foodie and mm. he, he spends the entire week of Thanksgiving cooking and then has like, you know, between 20 and 50 people over. And Oh, wow. It's, That's it's great. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I would. It's a I'd, huge group. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes over their whole house. It's yeah. It's a. <laughs> it's an amazing thing, and yeah, it's it's one of those things where they put all the food out, and you know, it's like buffet style, and everybody comes, and you know, you kind of drop in, drop out as you as you will. That sounds but, fan yeah. freaking tastic. My gosh, that sounds. Actually, good. that is the way to do it too. Yeah. Like open house so you don't have to like say everybody show up at 12 o'clock we're gonna eat at one <laughs> yeah exactly exactly some of us get invited to breakfast that day also which is Ooh. extra special Ooh. but yeah it's the vip Fancy. list right you have to be yeah. Uh, yeah yeah real friends yeah yeah well and in fact i was really honored because the year that they that you know of covid they were like okay we're really paring down this year so it was literally like him his wife his wife's sister and her husband and us. That was it. And I was like, and we all, it, thankfully we had really nice weather because we live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were able to sit out on the back deck and, and, you know, everything was outside and whatnot. So we felt pretty safe in that little gathering, but Sounds yeah, lovely. I was like yeah. really super honored by that. But that's yeah. not what I came to talk about today. So <laughs> no. I have a list because it's been so long. I have a list of things I wanted to mention to you guys. So I had to write them all down. Oh, wow. So that, this, yeah. this is all like piled up over uh, over the course of several non-Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, to the point where I had to start a, a Google Keep list on it because I'd be I'd be listening to back episodes or whatever on my, you know, in my car and I'm driving. I can't write crap down that I want to respond to. So I'd be like, Google, put this on my frog pants list. (laughs) Do you have a frog pants list? (laughs) Well, I did for this one, yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) That's great. I love that. Sometimes I do, like, because I'll think of something that I want to talk about on the segment, and then, you know, it'll fly out of my brain, and then I'll, of course, remember it 20 minutes after the segment and go, damn it. Yeah. I forgot to talk about that thing. So happens to us on the show all the time, so don't feel bad. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, so Scott, you mentioned that you and Kim were watching Great British Bake Off and mm-hmm. you, you know, Kim was like, I want more of that, but you've run out of it. Yeah, so out. I have, in addition to Brian's, uh, recommendation of the, you know, the junior version oh, of that. Oh, so good. Um, I actually, I felt so like I wanted to cry watching them because it's so, <laughs> it's so like, stressful that they have they don't have any time management skills yet no, and you're really just don't. like oh sweet child you're not gonna have time to do that you know yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you've seen uh the the first challenge for heat b but i think i think tina and i counted uh between eight kids 47 cupcakes that fell on the floor i oh think this was where we lost That's a lot of cupcakes oh, 
Gosh. <laughs> it's too bad they don't have a dog. They just have like, a big, you know, <laughs> has, like, Falcor comes through and just eats all the cupcakes. Perfect. You know? Perfect. Yeah. Yes. That's the way to do it. Wow. Yeah. So, so I have two additional recommendations for you that will give you that same, uh, that same kind of vibe. Okay. okay, as the the Great British Bake Off, and with but with grownups. All right. So one is called The Big Brunch, which is on HBO Max, yeah. and yeah. it's not British people, but it's <laughs> it's produced and hosted by Dan Levy, and it's oh it's like, Kim started watching this. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's is so it good? Because I was so worried. It's really good. Yeah, I was worried yeah. about it because I it looks like a, one of these typical ones that are the competition ones I don't like. As much as the British one? No, no. It's very, it's very got, it's got the same kind of vibe. Like they're all very supportive of one another and they're, yeah, it's, it's great. I really enjoy it. And, and the judges, frankly, are rooting for them as well. You know, like it's great. I, yeah, we're really digging that one. The other one, if you just really need the British part of the vibe, um, (laughs) there is the great British pottery throwdown. (laughs) <laughs> which is amazing. It's the same exact format as the Great British Bake Off, but it's with pottery. And it's it's fantastic. It's really, really good. And same I, thing. They're all very, you know, supportive of one another. And it makes me want to make more pottery stuff. It's I really tried. Cool. I could not get through the, the first episode of that because they just kept playing Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> and it just completely <laughs> took me out of it. <laughs> You really? can only take so much of it, right? You can only Sorry. do it for so long. I'm kidding. I've not He's seen it. He's joking, but yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that, but yeah. That's um, amazing. It was it's really, it's really, really great. Um, I and like the judge that is sort of the Paul Hollywood analog is actually much, much kinder than Paul Hollywood. And he like when somebody does something really well, he cries. It's so oh, precious. Really? That's like, you don't, get a, you don't yeah. get a handshake, you get tears. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what everybody was, was like, re- yeah. Like the goal on British Bake Off is to get a Paul Hollywood handshake. Um, yeah. This one it's, Oh, can we make Keith cry? Like that's, that's the thing everybody shoots for. It's awesome. It's wow. great. Oh, um, it. yeah. And, and they always, every season they have like bathroom week and it's towards the end. It's like usually like the semi, final they do bathroom week and uh, you know they've made sinks and stuff like that but like they make them make working toilets and oh my gosh wow i know and one season this this will tie in i have a whole see this i have a whole roadmap for how this is going (laughs) one season they had them make urinals but fun fact did you know that in britain they say it like urinal urinal yes yes. oh Uh, yeah yeah I did not know this. I seriously yeah. thought that they were being funny when they first started saying it. And then like they kept saying your rhinal over and over again. And I was just like, what is that? It sounds so yeah. weird. Your rhinal. It's not, you know, it's not like P is urine. Like no. I, don't, I don't whatever. I don't right, know. That's true. Anyway. Maybe it yeah, is over there. Maybe make- they maybe they say things like uh well, what would be a urologist over there? Would they be a urine <laughs> urinerist? <laughs> urinologist <laughs> a urologist. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Zoe, you have some explaining to do. But anyway, that's fa- that's fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. So that kind of ties into uh, what I kind of wanted to touch on from 
the show with Bobby from the other day, you guys spent a lot of time talking about, you know, pee and specifically boy yeah. pee. Yeah, so boy I pee. thought I would bring, you know, I figured, all right, well, this is not an off off limits topic. So I'll go ahead and talk about girl pee. Um, <laughs> Thank but, goodness. Uh, There's you know. equal representation here. <laughs> we, we've been dying for. <laughs> right. So, um, I, I mentioned this to you guys, but I thought I'd go ahead and just announce it on the show, um, partly because it serves as a PSA. Uh, ladies, if you've been having chronic pain and your doctor's not listening to you and just telling you you need to lose weight or whatever, advocate for yourself. Because I was in that situation for three years, and it turned out I have a condition called adenomyosis, which is sort of endometriosis's lesser-known evil twin sister. Mm. So on Monday... December 5th, I will be going and having a hysterectomy. So, yeah. Kim did this, by the way. So I I have some uh, experience as the husband in the room. So you know what, Chuck? It's not as bad as it sounds. It's all going to be fine. All right. That's all oh, I no, have to say, Chuck. Frankly, I am really, I'm, su- I'm really super excited about it because I'm like, I've had, you know, my kids are all teenagers and mm-hmm. I am done with that particular appliance. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> and I am all for Ursula can be, you know, just uh, uh, evicted. That's the word. Yes. Wow. Just okay. Ursula. Evic- wow. Ursula. Ursula. Yes. Is she based on uh, the, the Little Mermaid evil lady? <laughs> well, I mean, think about how a uterus is shaped. It kind of works, right? Yeah, like no, if you it flip, does. If you flip uh, Ursula how upside down. How many fallopian tubes do you have? <laughs> <laughs> After Monday, the answer will be zero. Ah, <laughs> nice. No, it's an uh, interesting way to do it. I've never thought about naming it a, a Disney villain, but um, <laughs> this is pretty good. Oh, oh, but the, the naming part thing, parts thing gets better. So it also turns out, like they, they referred me to, well, you know, my surgeon referred me to her the the partner in her practice because I was also having and this is again a thing I kind of just assumed that you know us ladies of a certain age who have given birth to kids like it's just kind of normal for us to you know pee a little when we sneeze no that's not normal and they can fix it so um it's called stress incontinence and they can totally fix it and so they're going to fix that while they're in there. So, you know, Ursula is going away and Urethra Franklin is going to be, <laughs> you know, put into a little hammock. So. Wow. There's so much respect for you right there now. You go. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I have to I have to give credit where that one's due. Chuck came up with Urethra Franklin. Urethra Franklin. <laughs> Nicely done, Chuck. Well done. Yeah, the guy that none of this well affects. Done, he's he's got all the time in the world to come up with some cool jokes, and I think that's great. <laughs> right, uh, well, right. So this is so, all. This is kind of a big deal, though. I mean, you know, it's surgery. It's major surgery. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm. 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 I'll be very excited for to be done, and um, you know. But yeah, be be thinking about me. I obviously won't be in chat on Monday, and. I'll be a little iffy for most of the next week, but I think I'll probably be okay to do uh, next week's show on Thursday, but we'll see. So keep, you know, keep a, keep some extra news things on the back burner just in case or something. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, Just, just just in case my pain meds are, are too, uh, are too, Effective. Just don't have any kind of cough going in because that was Kim was getting over a cold when they did her surgery and her cough hung around and she, Watching her try to cough quietly and softly while post-surgery, not splitting any, you know, stitches or causing any issues. She that was rough, freaking real bad. Like Hmm. so just don't cough, you'll be fine. You got this. Yeah. You're all safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, currently 
I do not have a cough, so <laughs> you know, I will I will try and keep it so. Nice. Um so all right. So that's all my housekeeping y Okay, yeah. that I had to do. So now we can get to the, the actual read this portion All of right. this. Um, so I don't have a new, my, my plan, because uh, really next week sort of will mark the one year anniversary of this segment on the show. Has it really been say, a year that we've been doing this? Wow. I know, right? That's crazy, that crazy? dude. That's oh crazy. Huh. That's um, so, but as I mentioned, I might not. I might not be available next week. So I figure we just do it this week. Um, Plus, you know, my life's been too crazy and hectic for me to prepare a book. So I just, I just figured we would discuss. I got some feedback from the tadpole. Uh, Dreadnecks was very kind enough to uh, create a cool survey so we could get some, uh, some feedback from listeners and and whatnot on, on the segment. And uh, so I thought I would share some of the responses here and, Honestly, I figured I would get what you guys thought about these questions as well. That sounds that great. Cool. No, that's awesome. It's basically a Google form chat. I just put it in there. If you haven't had a chance to fill it out, you feel free. It never hurts to have more data. But uh, I'm very curious about how, you know, what people read this year, why they read it, that sort of stuff. So let's get to it. For sure. All right. So first question, what was the best fiction book you read all year and why? Oh, man. I'm going to answer this. Can I tell you what I like the most? Please do, because then I'll do mine. I read um, the first book in, it's old, so I feel like I'm just getting to the party here. And I brought it up before because I was in the middle of reading it, but I read the first book in the Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson, and I loved that book. I finally get it, why people are so freaked out about it. And um, I would really like that to be, you know, if you're going to make a bunch of book to TV translation stuff like we're seeing these days, Wheel of Time, Rings of Power, freaking uh, the peripheral, all this stuff. Make one for that. And maybe something's in the works, but I, that needs to be a TV show or a movie series or something because it's really fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, I hear great things about Brandon Sanderson books. I am also, you're not alone. I'm late to that party as well. So, very, yeah, very I, it's good. definitely on my to be read list. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I also I'm, chat mentions the Mistborn series is also very good from him. That is definitely on my list. I will I will get to it. There's so much of it though. Like there's a ton of it. He's you know he took over Wheel of Time when Robert Jordan died. Robert Jordan, Robert Jordan. Yeah, um, I think he did something with Dune. I can't remember if he was the one that helped do some post Dune post. Um, passing away of the author dune stuff maybe 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 not anyway <coughs> he is amazing everything he writes is great and um he's a local boy so i like to support that as well just lives out here in american fork like 25 minutes from me oh nice cool anyway uh, you, brian brian yeah what do you got yeah the uh best book i read this the best not or i'm sorry fiction book i read this year was the invention of sound by surprise uh, Chuck Palahniuk. That's kind of like you know, if I if I'm gonna read uh, fiction, the first thing I go to is is to see, oh, does Chuck Palahniuk have something brand new? And just realizing he has a Fight Club three that I didn't even know existed. So oh, really? That That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know he was still yeah. writing. Fight actually. Club two was a graphic novel, and I think I've got the color like it's basically a coloring book as well. Fight Club two coloring book and graphic novel. So I need to get to that one. Anyway, Invention of Sound is about a um, don't run out of red yeah right exactly (laughs) bruises and blood uh invention of sound is about a uh a foley artist 
who has a unique way of capturing very realistic sounding screams for the movies that she's hired to uh to provide sound for and it's uh it's you know it's right up obviously if you know know anything about Chuck Palahniuk you can probably guess what she's doing to get perfect screams from people but uh it's still really really good I would like to check that out I mean I can't I always forget Fight Club was his first novel like that was his beginning. It was, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where we exactly, and then, uh, and then it wasn't that. even the order that I read. Like I read, I guess I saw Fight Club, and then I said, "Oh, I need to check him out." And then I read Survivor and Invisible Monsters, and then went back and read Fight Club, and it's like, oh my god! And I've read, looking at his his um, bibliography here. And there's only like four or five things of his that I haven't read, and I need to I need to rectify that situation. Invention of Sam was oh 2020, so new. Yeah, 2020, real, new. so newish, yeah. but that's the newest thing he's newest nonfiction. I'm sorry, newest fiction that he's released. I think he's done some, uh, some short stories or something. Yeah, he's got short fiction, something for Playboy in 2019 called Repercussions. He did. Uh, oh, he writes a lot for Playboy, but also Vice. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Fangoria. Yeah. yeah. He's an interesting <laughs> uh, dude across the board. He's, he really is. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. Cool. Very cool. All right. So, um, and I, yeah, I would have, I'm having a hard time actually answering this question myself, but, um, you know, I, I'm kind of like when I asked like, what was, what was my favorite thing about, you know, or whatever I often answer it the same way you answer like, what's your favorite beer? Oh, the last one I had or the next one I'm going to have, you know? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in this case, literally I did. A, so I read, obviously I read a lot this year. Um, I, I, I read a lot of nonfiction this year, but I think probably my favorite fiction is the one I just talked about last time, which was uh, the invisible life of Addie LaRue. That one was really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed that book a lot. Do you feel like, like with movies, like sometimes the last really great thing you saw is so present in your head that you're not, that it's hard to give credit back to the thing you read in February or saw in February. Does that affect you as well? Like you feel like it, you know, Kind of like award season, like the yeah. the Oscars focus on everything that came out between October and December, whereas, you know, there may have been something amazing in May that everybody's forgetting about or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And if I had actually, you know, sat down and prepped for this part of the segment, um, like a, a smart person <laughs> would have done, I would have gone back and looked at TMS uh, you know, quick TMS dot Lee and, and looked at the list and actually oh, sure. picked my favorite from that, but you know, I didn't. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly, like, uh, I, that one was a, a, a cool surprising one. Like, you know, whenever I read, uh, you know, an author I'm super familiar with or whatever, it's, it's lovely and it's exciting and fun, but it's not surprising that I love it. Uh, if mm-hmm. I pick yeah. something at random and I'm like, Ooh, neat new thing i found you know that's that's always really fun and satisfying so so yeah i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep that I, you uh, guys are both way it. better than i am at the you know what i i don't know anything else by this artist i'm just gonna go for it and uh and see how how it is i'm like no i really need to like pick something that you know from somebody that i'm familiar with or that you know has a track record with me because i'll be honest i don't read a lot of books I'm not much for the book reading. <laughs> I don't read a lot it's of only books. Because, yeah. It's only because uh, the the you know I'm I've got this list of things that I have to watch. <laughs> so 
at night when it comes time to like, should I read a book or should I watch that uh, that next episode of 1899 or that uh, uh, episode of the thing I'm going to recommend till next week? I've got to I've got to do that. No, you're totally sure. right. Yeah. I do the same thing with like the Stormlight Archive book was the only major fictiony thing I read this year. I read more last the year previous year, but um, that's for the same reason. I just okay. I've got video games and television and movies and oh, that's true. Yeah, all I mean, the things I love. Yeah. I, I just can't. Yeah. I can't read as much as I probably should. You know, yeah. I feel there's, there's only so much time and only so much brain space, honestly. Yeah. But I have suggestions for, you know, potentially basically this works for everybody, really. But um, particularly I was thinking about Brian. It, yeah. Since it's like you're off season on the bike and you've got your recumbent bike, you yeah. could get audiobooks and listen to them on the, on the recumbent bike. That's a really, really good idea. Instead of doing the perennially smiling fitness plus instructors that I just want to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to punch them, but uh, <laughs> but they're so positive, no, Brian. They're so excited they for you, exactly and you're exactly why I want to punch yeah. them. But that's uh, you know that's what what's great about that is that um, I just need to figure out some sort of trigger to like. All right, you know, every time they mention a certain thing, I'm going to up the dial for resistance. And then when they mention another thing, I'll lower the dial for resistance. So sure. there you go. <laughs> read one of your one of your recommendations and then I'll uh like I'll finally do a a ring world or a uh You mean uh, Discworld? Sorry, Discworld. See? That's okay. like, yeah. <laughs> No, I meant Ringworld, which is the uh, <laughs> Yes, that's Discworld. the Weird Al version. Um <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So, all right. It's the, the uh, J.R. Tolkien version of, uh, of Discworld. <laughs> is Ring World. Much, much darker. Molly, um, Molly is the star of that one, by the way. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, what was the best nonfiction book you read all year? Okay, this is where same, I get it. Same question, but the with The instruction manual for my 4K TV. <laughs> <laughs> I could not put it down. Um, <laughs> it was riveting from page one to the end. Until it became Spanish <laughs> and French, I, I loved it. Um, I didn't. I don't think I read a nonfiction thing this year. The closest I came to it was a comic book that was about a real thing um, called, oh, crap. Schleicher would make fun of me right now. Asian, the Asian something. I'll look it up. Uh, it's very good. And I would highly recommend it. I won the Eisner this year and all that stuff and deserved it. Um, if I can find the damn thing. Here it is. Comics. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to not do this now that I've gone this far. So I'm just keep looking. It's called. Shoot. Oh, The Good Asian. Volume one and two. Excellent, excellent comic book. Real good. And it's about an actual uh, historical thing. That's right. I remember. I remember you and Schleicher talking about that. And yeah. I meant to read it. So. I know it's not. It's not quite the same because there is some fictional aspects of it. But it's as close as I came to reading a nonfiction book this year. I just didn't get around to anything. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Brian, do you have read, one? Yeah, I read uh, Kevin Smith's autobiography called "Tough Shit: Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good." Yeah. Uh, this is what makes me feel like reading this is what makes me feel like I could do an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, you know, the life and times of a of a podcaster in the basement and a former wedding DJ, former Lyft driver, hope to be again one day. Uh, Lyft driver on hiatus. Let's sure. let's call it that. Yes, exactly. Um, no, his his writing style is super accessible. Like it is like listening to him 
do one of his one of his talks, which um, uh, you just basically hear his voice in your head when you're reading this. And he loves all of you know. It's no surprise he loves all the same things we do. He's uh, he's just this schlub who lucked out with uh, with putting all this clerk's money on his credit cards, created a movie, and we all went and see it. And he and he became a thing. Yeah. And uh, and good for him. But hearing him talk about, he talks a little bit about the Bruce Willis thing and uh mm-hmm. oh right you know, i him, forgot about uh, that yeah. yeah him being on set and just basically ignoring everybody and kind of now we know a little bit more about that we think anyway yeah but um it's uh it's a it's a really really good read and yeah. uh a really quick read too it's what 480 pages and it's um uh that just came out this year no that came out wow it came out back in 2012 but it got oh. sent to me in a like one of those geek fuel or loot crate boxes. I can't remember which one I was subscribed to. And it sent, uh, um, it sent it to me and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'll read this. And again, it was kind of like a, it was such a quick read. I couldn't put it down. So, so. Uh, before his heart attack and his, uh, weight yeah. loss and all. Oh that, yeah. It yeah. talks about his weight, his, uh, it's, it's before his heart attack, but he had, he did some weight loss stuff before. Oh, I didn't 2012, I thought. Hmm. Maybe yeah, not. well, have you seen the no he did because have you seen the the stand up? There's a stand up special that was released and it was literally like the special that he recorded and then he went to the green room and had a heart attack in the green room. Like Oh wow. And they just released that this year. It's great. It's hilarious and whatnot. And you're, but it's kind of but you're weird to about, watch. You know, yeah, you're like, what's going to happen before that? Which is, yeah. And he talks yeah. about how much weight he has already lost. And he talk, you know, he talks about all that. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm healthy now. I'm not going to die. And we're, I, we're all like, oh God. So, you know, I mean, thankfully he made it through all of that, but like, that was was after obviously that was 2018. Yeah. He, he did the eliminating sugar and did juice fast in 2014. So two years after the book and went from 330 to 240 pounds. That's a big, that's a chunk of weight gone. That's huge. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Interesting. Gave up the sug. That's like when, uh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried died, he recorded a podcast and then died. And wow. I always think about that because the podcast went fine. No issues. Everything yeah. was good. And then he went home, didn't feel well, died. Crazy. God, yeah. I sure hope my last podcast, uh, you know, is like a Coverville on Millie Vanilli or something. I want it to be something <laughs> like the best Bowie podcast I've ever done. And, yeah. then, and then Brian died. That sounds right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'd say mine was uh, probably Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Uh, that thing was fantastic. And, you know, again, I love consuming autobiographies, uh, and audiobook form, particularly if the author, you know, reads their own stuff. And so, because it's, you're actually listening to them tell you their story and it's great. Uh, so I read a lot of those or I listen to a lot of those. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, the, that Trevor Noah one just had me. It was, first of all, of course, it's Trevor Noah. So I was in just stitches, sure. c- you know, cracking up at it. But also it's a very compelling, very emotional story. So right. it's really, really good. Right. Definitely recommend. All very, right. Very cool. If you read one or more books that Amy recommended this year, what was your favorite? Uh, I didn't read any of them yet. You. 
you um, like that uh, Trevor Noah thing. Tina and I listened to. Well, she listened to the whole thing. I listened to a lot of it when I was around her when she was listening to it, and then the Graveyard Book um, mm. I had read. I think there was was there another one that you had recommended that I'd already read that that uh, I mean there was the there was the recommendation that I gave you <laughs> right but for the horror week yeah for the I'm horror like, week yeah, I don't read those <laughs> but uh, um, you know graveyard book just I just remember loving that book when I read it and so that's a great that was a great recommendation I and I back it up completely cool. Um, yeah, so like, I, I'm not going to talk about which ones of my recommendations yeah, which, are my What favorite. was your favorite but, of your segments? <laughs> the, well, honestly, it's like, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at there were some of the responses from the listeners and, yeah. you know, a lot of people oh, had the yeah. same thing. They're like, oh, I didn't get to anything, but you know, they're on my list and whatnot. But a lot of people talked about, uh, you know, Broken by Jenny Lawson and how like it was, it was just really, really impactful for me to, uh, you know, recommend that to them. And they just absolutely loved it. A couple people said, fortunately the milk by Neil Gaiman, cause they weren't aware that it existed and they were really excited to read it with their kids. Um, cool. You know, that was the, the kids book that had the, the illustrations that were so cool and, and oh, yeah. everything, you know? Um, and uh, so, you know, and I did a little reading for that, for that segment. So I don't know. It just, that always tickles me when people, tell me like, Oh, I read this and I loved it. I also, I had a listener that uh, was messaging me on Facebook kind of in real time as she was reading the invisible life of Addie LaRue. She's going, Oh my gosh, this is the case. And I'm like, Oh honey, just wait, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like (laughs) just keep, just keep going. Just let it ride. Yeah. All right. What types of books or authors would you like to hear recommended more? Uh, recommended more. See, that's interesting because I do like horror books, zombie mo- books, apocalyptic stuff. I'm into, you know, I like the book Wool, short story Wool, but still. Uh, I think Apple's making an adaptation of that. I'm very excited about that. Um, but anything that deals with like that, those kinds of themes and elements, I love, but I don't think you're into that. Yeah, you're going to have to start reading some horror to uh, uh, you know, yeah. to make Scott happy. Uh, I love, sorry. I love Stephen uh, King. I, know, I love all I this, that sort of thing. Well, so I don't know. I don't know why I even like any of it, to be honest. I, I, but I do. I like it all. Big fan. Oof, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can read. I can I, <laughs> I, I can give you guys like I will I will film myself watching Alien. I'll give you that one. And then I'll okay. I'll you know clip it up and give you some good like you know like a scott plays a scary video game style sure, sure. mashup of that uh because that'll be fun i did I put in there i can I put read in, a scary book though because I, it'll be in my brain forever and i won't sleep when i when i filled out the form i put science fiction i think is what i wrote uh so mm-hmm. i would like more you know i love science fiction of any kind really it doesn't have to be scary or space horror but i don't mind space horror either Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot so. of people said uh, a lot of people said uh, stuff like um, you know a couple of people said horror please uh, someone <clears throat> Claire I think said <laughs> I want some more raunchy adult stuff of course <laughs> she does of course she wants a uh, hundred shades of gray is what she's looking uh-huh. for right yeah someone needs um, to keep so their eye on her in Vegas by the way sci-fi and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Vegas, we have to, yeah. Just we'll keep, keep your eye on her in Vegas. That's all I'm saying. Just nobody lose track of her. Just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Claire, you're on a leash. Um, so yeah, sci-fi fantasy is the, the most popular answer that. here. That's what she but... wants. Yeah, she wants to be on a leash. <laughs> you're not wrong. 
I think you might be right. Um, and then someone said cookbooks. And so I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. I can do wow. that. You know, I can mm-hmm. because we got some cookbooks in our house for sure. So, yeah, I, I'll totally take that uh, under advisement, y'all. Um, so good, good stuff. Uh, all right. And then the, the last question is just any other comments or thoughts on the segment that we haven't asked about? I mean, I really like it. I think it's been a great, I can't believe it's been a year, but I think that's part of its, uh, charm is that it doesn't feel like it's been a year. It's been, you know, a perfectly suitable, uh, thing for the show. It was a great thing to slot in and it feels natural. So, um, I just think more of that, you know? I really enjoyed exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Seconded. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, and everybody, everybody was super uh, kind, and and I want to thank you guys because this, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing the segment also, and you know, I love you guys. Oh, and, that's um, so sweet. Yeah. Love you too. We really like you a lot. Like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> of all the people getting uterus removed this week, you're my f- absolute favorite. Okay. <laughs> Absolute um, favorite. Yeah, and everybody in the in the tadpole with their response was also just you know really really sweet and kind and I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, and like somebody did say, uh, and I think this is a good suggestion. Um, you know that I sometimes repeat authors. Yeah, I'm gonna do that because I get a hold of one author and I read a lot of them. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, but they said. Also, you know, maybe we can sprinkle in some lesser known authors, uh, you know, like people who are either just getting started or, uh, you know, just may- maybe people haven't oh. heard of, you know, less yeah. less stuff Up like Neil covers, Gaiman. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe less Neil Gaiman and a little more, you know, like, you know, le- lesser known folks. And I, I absolutely agree. And uh, good, good suggestion. Yeah, good I suggestion. like that a lot. It's very good. Well, uh, we'll have more of this soon. Whether you're here next week or not, I mean, you got to take whatever rest you need. But uh, if yeah. you're here, great. If not, we'll uh, think of you, and maybe Brian and I will bring our own little book recommendations that day. Sure. Know. Very cool. Uh, September in the chat also said that she would be glad to sub in for me some week and do uh, horror suggestions. Oh, yeah. So, Look, here's the That's deal. If you're, if you're down next week with recovery, which, again, totally fine, uh, September, feel free to be ready for that. Because we'd love to have you. Be totally fine. Cool, cool. Also, very awesome thing that my husband got me was a Steam Deck. It was my he gave it to me oh. early because next week is my birthday as well. And so he gave me my Steam Deck as my birthday <laughs> present early. So y'all bring me your Steam Deck game suggestions. I got a whole list for you. Gotcha. And uh the good news is the Steam Deck weighs exactly the same amount as the average uterus. So you're just trading them. <laughs> hey. it's basically, yeah. Right. You're Indiana Jones. You're just like swapping the bag of sand for the for the item. Perfect. Yep. There you go. There you go. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible comparison. Wow. I don't um, think I've ever heard uh lady parts <laughs> compared to a bag of sand. Uh yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. It's more of the idol, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm very excited uh, for you to hear that. My Steam Deck's my favorite thing this year. I freaking love it from a gaming perspective. So I will send you a big old list of stuff that I've been accumulating uh, that is really the best games on the device. So uh, it's a great yes, list. I've, I've gotten stuff from that list myself. So very yep. nice. I need to update it. I got about 10 games that need to go on there, but um, I'll send that link to you after the show. Uh, cool. Congratulations. Early happy birthday and good luck on the surgery and let us know how it goes. 
It's, Thanks, guys. It's Amy yeah, Robinson, uh, everybody. Chuck oh, will yeah. be yeah. Chuck ahead. will be updating you guys like on prog- you know progress progress of the surgery and all that stuff. Cool. So, yes. um, you know, you guys are on. I made him a list of people to you know text and and keep in the loop, and you guys are on that list. So nice. Well, I appreciate that. That'll be good to know. Uh, Amy Robinson, uh, Red Fraggle Three, wherever you find her. Amy, have a great week and good luck at the doctors. We'll see you next Thanks. time. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Southern uterus removal. Removal. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we are going to take a break and then come back with my sister Wendy. Um, <laughs> yep. This break is brought to you by Coverville, right? Tell me more. It is. Yeah. Today's Coverville, as you might expect, it'll be a tribute to Christine Perfect. But uh, she, when she married John McVie, of course, she became Christine McVie of uh, Fleetwood Mac. So a really quick substitution. Although um, you're still going to get the original. Some of uh, one set of the original artist that I was going to do tomorrow, which is Joe Walsh, member of the Eagles. Basically, I am took out some Eagle stuff and just made it focused on Joe Walsh. So life's been good, Rocky Mountain Way, uh, all the great stuff, and probably the best version of life's been good that you're ever going to hear. So Christine McVie, Joe Walsh on uh, today's Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. And of course, I'll be playing nothing but Sna- uh, Thanos decks in Marvel Snap. Nice. You got to get that card. Give him some traction, man. Just I got to figure out how to play him because right now it's it's I've I've played uh, five games this morning and I lost three of them. So, so far, he is not even batting 500. Damn. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, he's 50% there. We'll get there. 50% there. He's uh, not even. But, uh, <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I need him too. Uh, but let's get to an indie in the middle here. Uh, this is a brand new song from a group called Fire Sale. They're a punk rock supergroup made up of Matt Riddle from Face to Face and No Use for a Name. You've heard of them, Chris Swinney from the Ataris, and Pedro Ida from Ann Beretta, as well as Matt Morris. And they've gotten together to form a punk band called Fire Sale. They got a new two song single. Here is A Fool's Errand. <laughs>
or should I say, Buenos Dias. This time, pay close attention to the flaps. The Morning Stream. Got him a handsome guy. Look at that. All right, we've returned. Tell me once more who that was. You know, Fletcher's not wrong. Uh, Fire Sale is the name of that band. Brand new song called A Fool's Errand. And uh, great, great super group to check out right now. Nice. Uh, all right, yeah. we're going to get uh, my sister up in it here. Cool. She's, um, you know, we're, we're coming today prepared for an annual kind of thing. We've talked about this a yeah. few times before. There's no reason why we can't talk about it again. So let's do it. Everyone knows it's Hey, it's my sister Wendy, uh, all the way from Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. You, you don't have any accent yet. That bugs me. I want you oh, to Oh, no. Every once in a while, it'll come out. And I'm like, ooh, no, no. Mm. When was the last time you said, don't you know? Yeah. Don't you know? I say, okay, here's what I've fully adopted. Go. Op. O-P-E. <laughs> For like when you make a mistake or something? Op. Yeah. Op. Yeah, or uh-huh. you're in someone's way, uh, and you say, op. And they say "oh" back, and everyone says "oh." I love it. The other thing I said totally naturally the other day, and I was like, "Okay, here we go." Is yeah. keep her moving. <laughs> keep they're, her moving. They're That's all awesome. very like folksy things, oh, and it just makes it. me laugh. I love so that kind of stuff. Favorite. Big fan of that. Um, I wonder if "oh" is like Oop. comes from something like the original settle the Swedish settlers. Was there a version mm-hmm. of a word that "ope" came from, or is it just yeah, it's totally? Probably, it's got to be like Oop. an "oops," but you say it "whoops." Oop. Yep. Right. Oops. Oops. Yep. Oop. And it's just "ope" now. They've changed the spelling and everything. Oop. I love it. I love it. The "ope" is also a terrorist organization on the uh, what's that show? The Expanse, I think. "Ope," isn't it? <laughs> it is. You're right. "Ope," "opa," 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 "opa." 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 That'll be the next evolution of this. It's uh, also a, a Norwegian about. origin to that. Hey, uh, real quick question: Did you get my? Did you get that dumb gift I sent you? The, I did. It wasn't dumb. First of all, I love the stickers. I'm excited about that. Oh, okay, and uh, you know, you've sent that to me before, right? I now have two. I didn't know you had two metal <laughs> ones. Did I really send you two metal ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was crap. probably 15 years ago. So I'd be surprised if you remember, but I was excited because here's what Uh, I do every year is I put it on my Christmas tree. So now I have two of them. Oh, that's nice. So so this isn't confusing to everybody, but um, Wendy and I have a tradition or we had most of our lives for Thanksgiving, which a lot of people did, but we would, we would be the ones that would get the wishbone and it got very competitive, like very competitive. And Wendy would often win. I think not because of cheating, but she just knows stuff. I don't know, whatever. She knows stuff about the phone. (laughs) Um, but since, since she's gone a lot or we're not, you know, around during Thanksgiving anymore, uh, I found her a little pewter, uh, wishbone, like a Turkey wishbone. And now I've learned that I've sent that before 15 years ago and don't remember it. So, uh, there you go. This is a sign of something. Thanks. I expect one in 15 years. All right. If I make it that far, I got you covered. Don't you worry. Keep her moving. Uh, Keep her moving. All right. Uh, Here's the deal. We're going to dive into a perennial discussion about, uh, uh, well, some people call it SAD because that's short for seasonal affective disorder. Uh This is something my dad had. uh, Our dad had an big way he had really Really? struggled with this in the in the winter specifically and he would do the whole like well i'm getting these lights and i heard if you do the thing with the light at the certain time and the brap brap you'd you know would help or whatever i don't know if any of that stuff ever helped him but 
Um, I got a little bit of this. I don't think it's as bad as Dad did, but you know, darker. It gets darker earlier. The cold, the just kind of yeah feeling of yeah. of some parts yeah. of winter. If it wasn't for the holidays, it would just be really stark, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people probably feel that way. So we're going to touch on that again this week. Um, yeah, have we bit. talked about it before? I guess we have before a couple. Yeah, uh, yeah, not last year. Year before that, maybe we talked about it. Mm. That was also yeah. more in like the. Hey, it's 2020 and COVID uh, sucks. And that yeah, there was a lot more to be sad about. Yeah. More sad that's happening. Right. Um, yeah, I was talking to an older gentleman last night about his experience. He loves to ask me things like, okay, well, you're a therapist. That's how he always starts yeah. the conversation. Sure. You're a therapist. It's a great okay. opener. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, okay, what do you need to know? Anyway, but basically it was just, he's like, I've, you know, he's lived here his whole life. There are some serious winters in this part of the country. And, you know, how do you how do you manage it? What to do? And it got me thinking, like, this isn't common knowledge. Like, I, you know, and he's an older guy. I don't, you know, he struggled his whole life. Kind of just thought that's what it was. Anyway, so we went through a couple of things that made me think we should chat about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's a couple really important things to be doing that your whole entire system, especially when it, it gets going and you feel really crappy. Um, it's, it's like the opposite of what every fiber of your being wants to do. And yet those are going to be really important things. So, so let's just talk through what it is. Okay. So let's yeah, start okay. with, um, the body needs a couple of things to function emotionally at its peak. So neurotransmitters need to be in a, a decent order. Uh, enough vitamin D that's, that's something we've discovered over, you know, the last century. Yeah. (laughs) We're in the next century, aren't we? Um, and we've known it for a little while, just how important vitamin D processing is in mood regulation. And it's, it feels kind of weird and elusive because, you know, you're like going to get it through your milk and then you're going to get it through the sun and then you're going to get it through your vitamins or, you know, whatever. Um, and not everyone processes it exactly the same. And there is potentially some genetic differences. So what's interesting, speaking of the old Swedish and Norwegian heritage, um, you know, living over there, there really is um, a whole season. It's like Alaska where it is really dark. And so your access to vitamin C or vitamin D is not going to come from that source. <laughs> you have to find a different way to get it. So, you know, you, you can take cultures that have always been in those areas and sort of see how they handle it. So I'll talk about that in a second. But um, you know, I, I think that is a big challenge that people don't have enough vitamin D. So when you go to your doctors and they do a blood panel and they kind of check things out, they'll usually check your vitamin D. Do you guys know what your vitamin D levels are? Yeah, I got a blood test uh, or my last blood test said that it was finally in a good place, but for about a year it was real bad and I didn't know that. And so they gave me, she's like, just take was it 10,000 BTUs or BT, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. BTUs? <laughs> yeah. hot, it's some hot vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not B, what am I thinking? PSI, that's pounds Mm-mm. per square inch. I can't think of it. Yeah. Anyway, units. whatever it is, <laughs> units, uh, sure. just over the counter, you know, normal supplement, whatever. Yeah. And I started doing that in the, in the most recent blood test showed that D was finally in a place we want it. So, um, I, and apparently it's just some people are just lower than yes. others or can't maintain and, it as much or whatever. And there can be genes. So there's, there's a couple genes we've discovered that do certain, um, 
processing better than others and they can run through family lines and sometimes cultural lines like very common gene disruptor or well a gene that doesn't process folic acid very well we can often find in people who are descended from germanic folks um and so surely you know some of your your and my ancestors scott did not process uh vitamin d in fully the way uh god intended right. <laughs> anyway yeah uh, so that can be a part of it. So honestly, when you look at your family history, so we obviously know our, our, at least one member of our family history, our dad, my, my first exposure to his light therapy exposure was, I just walked into his office once and he's surrounded by bright lights and yeah. I'm probably eight or nine. Yeah. I remember this. And I'm era. like, that's a lot of light. What are you doing? I had, yeah. I mean, no sense of what that was. And he kind of explained it, but you know, I just was a kid. So I don't care. So I walked away. Um, <laughs> but I just never noticed, right? Like, is this in the winter? And then he would do lots of other s- sorts of trying to, to balance different vitamin deficiencies in different ways. Like we joke about it on the show, about him, what, what did he do? He juiced wheatgrass. Yeah, for a he while juiced wheatgrass for a long time yeah. for what he was doing. Those. Like a plot of lawn on our front on our kitchen. Counter. That's what it felt like. Know. It was like a b- big piece of sod in there. Yeah, so gross. <laughs> and he used to make me drink. Uh, like in high school, he'd be like, "You need this for basketball," and it would be <laughs> the grossest combination Wheat of something. Germ or something. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'd be like, "No," and I would almost throw up. Now I might be like, "Oh, cool," and I would like, try. Really? It. That's I gotta say. I mean, that's really forward thinking for a dude. You know, yeah, usually yeah. like in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. It was a long time ago, and I think, and this wow. Scott and I probably have inherited a little bit of this of just our our reticence with the medical profession sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he just didn't get good answers back in the day, and so he just kind of did his own things that made him feel better. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't. That was not ubiquitous to have the lights. I, th- I think in the eighties. No, and you he and was, you and getting that information, he didn't go find it on Google. Yeah, there was no internet. No, <laughs> ninety one or prior, he would go like I don't know where he got them books. I don't know where he got them. Was he saying like a magazine? Did he subscribe to like Healthy Living or something? It might have been like that. Something. Yeah, like a magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy though. So he did some funny stuff. So I think we were, we inherited a little of like. Are you sure, doctor? Are you just, yeah. Yeah. And I worry because my kids will probably never go to the doctors themselves because I'm so bad at it. But anyway, I also have very low vitamin D. I was told that in Sweden, and of course in Sweden, it's really hard to get vitamin D. So I should have believed them. And then I move here and every year my doctor's like, so are we going to stop being in denial about your vitamin D? (laughs) Um, Because I don't feel much mood effect. I don't, I, I say this right now. I don't experience sad very uh, often if I do it all. And I, there's, I think there's a couple of reasons, which I'll get into that I do pretty naturally. So not to try too hard. Yeah. Um, but I am doing things that are the prescription for s- seasonal affective disorder. So mm. I probably have the biological, obviously I, I don't do vitamin D well, and I am everyone clap for me now taking vitamin D for the first time <laughs> well after done. being told for 10 years. Look well, at you. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. They, so, when do you find, I guess you'll find out next time you get a blood test. Is, yeah. So next yeah. time uh, I, I just had to have at least one embarrassing second blood test where she's like, yeah, it hasn't moved. You clearly have not done this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oops. <laughs> so now I'm going to be a grown up and take my vitamins. And I think, um, yeah, so that's what's happening there. But so let's get into how it's experienced. So, when you, Scott, you say, I sort of have this, or we know dad did, you know, like, what do you, 
tell me what you sort of experienced. Give me an example and then okay. we'll walk through. Um, it's like, uh, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't compare it to like, I, I and I don't want to say that that's not true for someone else. So this is just my experience, but um, I don't feel like depression per se, mm-hmm. more of like a, just kind of a malaise like i don't want to do this like a little bit almost like too much sun does to me like if you're out in the sun too long get a little heat stroke not enough water or whatever that feeling of like i'm just gonna lay here i don't want to do anything like that feeling is how i feel with it and i have to like wrestle with it and go no damn it i got stuff to do and i gotta force myself through it and it's just it sucks i hate it like a little slog you should be Born and raised in San Diego, it sounds like. <laughs> All um, right, let's go. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> and that's a lot of people, right? And and yeah. okay, so let me get let me go through the the signs and symptoms. Um, and you described it pretty well. It's feeling listless, sad or down most of the day, and it's usually happening every day. It's yeah. kind of like just like a weight on you. Yeah. Um, I think it's an energy drain. So losing interest in activities that maybe you would normally enjoy, yeah. having low energy, feeling sluggish. And then having problems with sleeping too much, kind of like a hibernation feeling, can be really common. Right. Um, craving. Have a problem with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not a hibernator. No. no. <laughs> uh, carbonation, cra- carbonation, carbohydrates, craving carbohydrates. Oh, yeah. A um, lot of overeating, weight gain. It's kind of a winter, like, really is bear like, right? I got yeah. Right. You're, you're yeah. storing up exactly mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and then Definitely having difficulty concentrating feeling a little bit guilty or hopeless and then having thoughts of not wanting to live is where we get real dark okay yeah. so that can that can um be seasonal effective and it can happen most people think oh it's just a winter thing it can happen in the fall and winter and it can also happen in the spring and summer All right um and so it kind of depends on the, some of the symptoms are different spring so that's, and summer that's interesting because i thought be, spring and summer would be the really i mean it's the relief for me so that's all i know but i mean it, mm-hmm. i assume that that would be kind of universal i didn't know it would still be or a different well, kind of problem i guess i don't think people call it sad often they'll just call it like summer depression or just you know different things and so you'll have kind of the opposite problems where you want want to sleep less you're experiencing insomnia your appetite is poor. You lose weight. It's like the bear has now out and hungry, I guess. Um, lost weight or something. Um, agitation or anxiety and increased irritability, ir- irritability. That's what it shows up more like in the summer, which is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. So why is it happening? So your biological clock. Now, this is why we hate daylight saving so much, right? Yeah. Is big, it's big like reason. a yeah. kick into it. Don't you feel like it is? It's oh, like yeah. a... Yeah. I kick you right into this feeling. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it really does. If I feel it tangibly for the fallback one, the, the the one we're in now, where when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, we're getting another hour because I was dumb, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I see it and go, oh, you're just going to make it dark earlier. This is lame. <laughs> yes. Now I see through. Yeah, <laughs> I get speed. it now. You lying farmers or whatever, whoever to the hell. To get me to this. shop more later or whatever. The, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you can have your biological clock can be one of the causes, right? Your circadian rhythms are off. The less light disrupts your body's internal clock. It thinks it's winter, you know, night sure. all the time. Sure. Serotonin levels will drop, um, and that can affect mood and play a role. And sunlight can cause a drop in serotonin. So this isn't made up for you if you're like, oh, I don't feel so good in the dark of the winter. It's because literally you're, there's less serotonin. Um, and also your melatonin levels um, – 
can be disrupted too. And they, you know, they play a role in sleep. Okay. So risk factors, we already talked about family history. So you're more likely to have it if a blood relative had it in some form or even any other forms of depression. Sure. Um, Having major depression or bipolar will put you at higher risk for seasonal affective disorder. Living far from the equator. All of my northern friends. And then low levels of vitamin D. Yeah. Um, got to get that okay. D. That's what I always say. Yeah. The, I say in the morning, kids like, are you going to yep. take your vitamins? I go, got to get that D. Get that D. Yep. Is that really what you say? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> really I, I literally do. And it irritates her to death, but I do it every day. Uh, yeah. Okay. You do it on all this right. show too. Yep. Okay. Good to know. Uh, all right. So then why is this comp? Why is this a problem? So this is where I'm going to tell you about the, the Swedish handling of seasonal affective disorder. Okay. Which at the time, I think it's, I think it's more problematic than it is cute. Like I used to think it was. Okay, and that is. Uh, so we get there, and I'm in a Swedish class with immigrants from all over the place, and they start to just teach us different things. So it's still light and summery outside. <laughs> Swedish class, then, like a Swedish, yeah, like a Swedish language class. language then, class. Okay. Yeah. So then they teach us about the they, they call it the winter Swede and the summer Swede. And you're like, oh, what's this? And it is. And then they showed us funny pictures. And it's like cozy, hunkered down, lit candles, very, you know, night, that whole cozy vibe that Swedes love and the Danes love. And you you hear about their little huggy, that stuff, right? That's the winter coziness thing. And then the summer Swede is, and it's pictures of people like sunflowers just standing in the street like the sun is out for the first time and they're just <laughs> absorbing the rays okay yeah that's not and weird I, at all but so yeah that's fine weird yeah and that was weird. so weird until my first winter yeah and then i was like oh this is i see this is just seasonal affective disorder they've called it something they've made it cozy yeah <laughs> Um, cause it's really tough on you biochemically anyway. And so then in the, you know, the sun comes out for the very first time sometime in, you know, March or something. And every person stops on the street and looks at the sun like flowers and they just stand there. It's, and I did it and I was like, Oh, okay. I, it's not funny anymore. This is the only way to live. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so some of that is, you know, old, an old culture that, you know, maybe, Mental health, I mean, they're definitely more advanced than other places, um, but it has been, you know, slow going to to get different generations to understand that depression is a thing and that there are ways to to treat that and whatnot. But really, it it's the the winter Swede is what is what I call seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> um, and it is can, can be kind of cozy, too. Anyway, okay, so how do we prevent it or how do we treat it? So let you guys throw out your ideas. What do you think you're going to do? The manager, uh, and maybe you do it yourself. I'll bet you say, I'll bet one of these is exercise. Always, always on the list, right? Lots always of, exercise. yeah, always. Okay, so why some, do you think exercise is on the list? I think it's because your body's real good at uh, doing the thing it does, producing a uh, <laughs> energy. Or a <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know. To focus on, I don't know. Is there an but, easy way to say what it does? Because I don't actually know how to say it. Like it just. Hey, gives- let me back up really quick to diagnose this. I, f- I should tell you this. I forgot. 
is you would get a physical exam by your healthcare provider to make sure there's not something else going on. Right. Okay. You do want to Don't do that. just um, jump into treating. SAD yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, sorry, SAD. have clarified. Also, sure. there's lab work that just looks at your blood to see if it's like your thyroid or something else because mimics all these same symptoms if mm. you have a thyroid dysfunction. So they want to rule out other things first, and then a psychological evaluation will basically tell you that you have it. Sure. Um, okay. So then we get into to treatment. So let's talk about exercise. So if we think about why exercise from, think of it from an evolutionary standpoint, what does it mean if you're moving in your sort of ancient hunter gatherer sort of community? What would be, what would moving around mean and do? Um, that's well, a- it protects you. You know, you're not sitting in one place. Mm-hmm. No one's going to come dangerous. kill you. Yeah, yep. that's true. Um, uh, what else? You're getting food. You're right. accessing the thing that will keep you alive. So in in both instances, moving means getting to food sources, preparing food sources, eating and surviving, and then it also means running from threats or you know that type of thing, right? Right, right. Because right. think about just uh, you know the modern human sloth that we become sometimes. Yeah. How dangerous that would be out in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, it would be no good. <laughs> We're just all soft sitting there. <laughs> it, it would not go well. No. Okay. So so there is chemicals that are released. The body is functioning in certain ways for, you know, exerting energy, requiring energy. It's doing all sorts of things that are live, aliveness, right? And yeah. I think that's a big piece of what it can counter when you are having the slowing down hibernation feeling mm-hmm. is that it it forces your body to remember that it has to move and it's alive right. and you don't want to it's you're having the exact opposite experience of like, no, I think I'll sit here. I think, right? I think I'll just stay right where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. So you have to force it to some extent for you to have the benefit of it. Obviously for people, sometimes they can just keep doing their routine or maybe they slow down a little bit, but it really does bring endorphins trick their system into repairing muscle that gets told, you know, like it has jobs to do rather than, you know, the it's the constant pull between rest and conserve energy. Right. And you've got to expend energy to survive. And if we only rest and conserve, then our brains are really don't like it in the end. So, no. so no. that's one of the things. Okay, good. So exercise. What All else? right. Uh, I like the light idea, like having lots of wow. uh, light on you. I mean, it feels like it, especially if you can get the warm light as opposed to cool, like lots of yeah. yellows and oranges and, and that sort of thing. So yeah. is this stuff like, okay, so again, here comes skeptical 80s. My dad used the light Skeptic and I always, I always wondered sure. if it was working kind of brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but did, does, I mean, do the lights do stuff? They do stuff then. They work? I mean... They do. Okay. They do. All right. Um, It's one of the first treatments to try when you have fall onset seasonal affective disorder. Um, And it'll generally start working in a few days, up to a few weeks. And obviously, it doesn't have many side effects, right? But it's... The research is limited. And that's why I say it works. And then I hesitate. um, Because it is effective for most people. Um. Lots of people can kind of not feel that much of a difference, but it, maybe it's fine. Yeah. Um, but then maybe it's more complex. And, and so it is one of those things like we don't have enough longitudinal, really good studies to, to, to know. I mean, we have some evidence for sure, but it's a lot of it is people. And I've worked with lots of people who've used it and it's anecdotally 100% for everyone who's tried it. Now, could that be slight? Um, 
like wishful thinking mm-hmm. and hoping and right. yay or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> but the reality is real sunlight yeah. absolutely does it. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how it's, if it's not going to harm you, it, it really is either effective or neutral. Because some of those um, lights, they claim that they do a thing. I know. That, and that's yeah, where you get into yeah. the, the, the hokum pokum of it. And who's going to yeah. make money off you? And, you know, yeah. so you'd need to do some research on, on ones a lot of people have tried and that are not out to rip you off. Because there is some quality you need to make sure you're not getting, like, skin cancer from this. Because it's just someone putting in a tanning bed light. Right. <laughs> right. But that it's also not just a like a regular LED light bulb that's doing nothing for you. Right, um, right. Okay, so that that is something to consider. The other is a natural form of this, and then when you live in the the great north, you don't really have this option. So travel really is your best shot if you can do it in the winter. So we had some friends in Sweden. She had um, it was a, their daughter had um, it's not rosacea, but some kind of skin disorder that was, got really bad. And it would get really bad in the winter. And so her prescription from her doctor was to go to Spain every winter. So every winter, they go. And, and part of the, the payment, it came from the doctor, you know, the clinic that was covered by. So that was an actual pers- a, a prescription oh, that yeah. they could cover with, with their national yes. health care. That's crazy. Yes. Wow. And wow. I will tell you why, wow. you know, and this is not, this was, it was astounding to watch. She would turn to like a snake shedding skin. Like she looked terrible. She was like 16, 17. It was awful. And then they'd go to Spain for a week and it would heal it, clean it up, whatever. She'd come back. She'd be pretty fine the rest of the winter. And then the next winter it would start over again. I mean, it was the only treatment. I mean, I guess you could try creams and stuff, but it was nothing like the sun. So I want my doctor to go, Oh, your leg hurts. Spain. Yeah. Here's a Spain a, a trip to, to Hawaii. Here you yeah. go. They'll take, they'll send you three weeks to like a relaxation place so you can relax or your shoulder oh, stops hurting. So yeah. I'm sure, clinic I'm, sure <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my uh, insurance will definitely cover that. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So they, it's, they're into it. Yeah. Uh, Tally, who's one of the scientists in our, in our world says that the optic nerve has direct neural inputs into the super uh, chiasmatic nucleus, almost called it the, the, chiasmatic the chiasmatic mm-hmm. nucleus the area that regulates circadian rhythm mm-hmm. so that's why the light uh, yeah. does help us oh, it does and it's the thing that's saying it's night or day so pre artificial light that's all you had to tell you if it was night and day yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that's just how we're built we're built it's just basically that. you're you're fooling yourself into into believing that daylight savings hasn't made it dark at yes. 5 p.m <laughs> gotcha. yes. and and here's the key so scott you probably remember this um Dad would be up early doing this. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you want to do light therapy, you don't start at noon. That does not help you. You've no. got to start. You, you you train the circadian with rhythms, like like uh, the good scientist said. Yes. So that is key. You can't just, like, you know, randomly have. And I have a friend here who just has it on while she works all day. And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but real light, if you can do it. And this is, so, Scott, I sent you a little... Um, a little meme thingy. Oh yeah, I want to show this text. Um, yeah. yeah, so share that. Um, I I love this. It's like mindful fitness. Said it. Whoever the heck that is, I don't even know. Uh, but I love this idea. If you choose not to find joy in snow, you will have less joy in your life, but still the same amount of snow. That's true. 
That's true. And, <laughs> and that, to me, we could translate that into finding sunlight in the winter. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter where you, where you are, right? Like uh, yeah. snow is a good, uh, you know, exact. Like, Medical, you know what yeah. you know what it does it for me is if I see little kids, when my kids are little or Van now, late, yeah. they see snow and they lose their minds. They're so mm-hmm. stoked about it. They want to mm-hmm. go play in it. They want to go make, you know, snowballs sure. and snowmen and all that. And I see it and I go... I got to shovel that stuff. They don't have to drive in it. They don't have to shovel it. It's right right now. It's just a toy. So you say, you (laughs) say I should go outside and freaking get wet. Let's go. Let's get some snow going. And think about that for a moment from a kid's perspective. I can run and jump on hard ground and it doesn't hurt <laughs> like that <laughs> that is a metaphysical right. miracle yes. right you get enough of it piled up you can jump off the roof and, and land in it and swim it in hurt. it and, yeah. and then of course ride down it on boards and you right. can exactly. have snowball fights and you know all those things so we had a huge huge snowstorm the other day it snowed from 9 a.m to 6 p.m so a whole work good, day of just snow. Lord. it's a lot um and Everyone reacts differently to it, right? And so some of it is finding the, and and this is why the mindfulness thing pops up probably with this, is like how you perceive it, you can change how you perceive it. So for example, when you first think I got to go shovel, you have a story about snow that you are saying and believing and going to go make true, right? Yeah. Or could you take 10 minutes and go lay in it? Yeah. Like, when's the last time you did a snow angel? Oh, it's been a long time, but I love, I used to love doing them. It's great. 30 yeah. years, 40 years. Whoa. There is nothing like a snow angel. It's been a long time. Yeah. To remind you of all that is like the childhood thing, right? The thing that kids access very easily because they don't have to yeah. shovel or drive. Right. And so if you could just take a minute and do a kid, a kid thing first, throw a snowball at Kim and. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just enough to just be present with it, right? Yeah. And then you got to still do all of those other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I highly recommend a really good snowblower and a really good podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you find sure. ways to find some joy in it. But so, so here's the thing: if if all of that just makes you misery miserable, and the stories about it are misery, then it is misery. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just have to be able to mess with those stories, and it's the way to get outside. So. You know, Minnesota is clearly a very cold place in the winter, and there's always tons of snow. There is an endless supply of things to do here outside in the winter. Endless. Every single park has two skating rinks, one for the pros and one for the not pros. Um, And a warming house where you can get warm and change and get in your gear. Like, that's every neighborhood everywhere, Mm. which is why a lot of hockey comes from here, people. But... Not so much here. (laughs) Not so much there. And that's because that ice will stay all winter and it it makes sense. But then there's also things like, you know, we fly kites on frozen lakes in like thousand people meet and fly their kites. Like you have to find a way to do it. And usually your community will have ways. So maybe you guys remember this. They started a long time ago called the November crap. And they all work out together in like the worst. Not the polar bear club. It's not the polar bear club. November something. And they all get together and work out no matter what the weather is. I don't know. And what they're that like is. huge groups and they're running up stadium no, steps. Crazy the, people. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like almost like a CrossFit kind of culty thing or just. Uh, it kind of. And I think what it is, is like, it gives you a couple things, right? Like you're, you're braving the cold, you're doing the exercise thing, you're bonding with people. It's polar. The polar bear plunge is another one. Yeah. Um, I've heard of that. There's yeah. also this really fun thing yeah. in, in Denmark every, um, 
New Year's Day, everyone like thousands of people all jump in this freezing. It's so they do crazy that here too. Yeah, yeah. Cherry Creek Reservoir and stuff. Yeah, I just oh, I can't do it. here yeah. they have an open. I, they keep you can keep uh, ice open, obviously, on a lake if you just keep cutting it and maintaining it. And yeah. they, it's like a cold hot tub, and it's in downtown Minneapolis on one of the lakes, and people just go and have a cold hot tub swim with each other every day. And their mental health is way better than everyone else's, by the way. So there is, there is so much value to the accepting of the adverse conditions to, and still finding joy. It's not easy. We aren't actually built to do it. We're built to hunker down and protect ourselves from elements, but we have to use our, our front brain that says no one, no one's going to die getting in this cold water unless you know, you can, but you won't. Um, and no one's going to die being with a big group, um, hiking up this hill, even though it's raining. Like you, you can push through some of those biological necessities to survive. And there is a <coughs> mental benefit from that. It's interesting so. because usually, um, it feels like when we try to go counter to our evolutionary aims, right? Like yeah. survival stuff and all of that, we sometimes get in trouble, um, but this is one where we want to kind of resist those primordial. Well, okay. So tell me real quick in modern life, yeah. an example of what you just said. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I was, it's funny you asked that cause I was just, but, my brain was it's thinking like when you the, stand on the edge of, of something and your, your body almost tells you to jump off of it. That sort of thing. <laughs> that or, or, or to shrink back from it. Like it's still a good example. Like when I, when I go, yeah. when I go to the Hoover Dam down in Vegas, um, I love that place. I think that's some of the most, I just love that whole area there. Beautiful. But man. when I get up on the dam, I need to crawl and hide because I'm so, mm. I get really heights issues up there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whereas Carter has none of that. She's swinging over the edge and being wake too. Crazy. Excuse me, you, you and I probably have uh, different uh, <laughs> different experiences at Hoover Dam. Yeah, I, I love I love the dam, but I can't stand the heights. And so the feelings I'm getting are, I assume, are yeah, these like built warning. in like mm-hmm. warnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but I don't need to be afraid where I am because I'm in, I'm I'm on stable ground. I'm in a place where I'm not going to wipe it. So yeah. I don't know why. I mean, those feelings are still going to be there, but my need to 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 follow those feelings to the letter isn't there anymore, like it was when I when I was you know running away from saber tooth tigers or mm-hmm. falling out of trees or whatever the crap our ancestors did. Yeah. And so I so think that, that's actually a really great example, a great example of a anxiety doing its job or fear doing its job, which is mm-hmm. like this Protecting our you. visual perception of of depth here is telling us that death is imminent if we are not careful yeah so it's heightening your body to do the thing it needs to do so it's doing its job good job body yeah. good job body. Uh, the problem is <laughs> most of us like doom scrolling is a great example let's bring fear and um like let's let's create the perception of we are in danger with there's no way to re- relieve that. I can't back away from the dam and then have my nervous system calm down. Yeah. I can just keep diving into terrible things, right? right. And depression is a response to that kind of constant um not all depression is caused by this. Let's put that caveat out there, but for for some of us, depression is the body's response to powerlessness. It can't do anything about that. Too much fear. 
I've never met a person who hasn't had chronic anxiety their whole life and eventually experienced depression because it just burns through their endocrine system Mm -hmm. in that sense. And suddenly, you know, like it doesn't hold up to the the constant fear. Sure. Um, So it's about experiencing the cortisol, the stress, you know, all the things that get released and then having a break from them. The problem with modern life. So that's why I asked you to give me an example because there is actually no example that isn't isn't um so there's the safety things of don't like uh, you know don't actually jump off the hoover dam yeah but it's getting yourself into stressful situations and having yourself relax again is actually the most healthy thing for us most of our disease heart disease diabetes other sort of long chronic killing us slowly from the inside kinds of things come from too much comfort Mm. which we are really driven to have. Yeah, we like and comfort. not enough exposure to, you know, action, death, and, you know, threats, and then the relief of those things. Instead, we have a chronic drip of cortisol. Get up and work and do the same things, that type of thing. Um, right. I wanted to do this on a different show, but this fits really well. I don't know if anyone of you guys have watched, um, is it Limitless? With uh, no, Hem- no Hemsworth thing. Yeah. I hear he's shirtless in it, and I certainly don't need to see any more of that. <laughs> That's the just, only reason I'm watching it. Yeah, it's so good. Just making us all feel inadequate. It's fine. No, right, exactly. I, yeah. I love it. I love it, first of all, because yeah. the science is good, and he is funny, and his he takes his buddies and his brothers on all these different things things he's doing and they just relentlessly tease him the whole time do they t- does he, he take the lumpy brother from westworld the the one that no one knows about i don't know maybe maybe mm. but my favorite is his two buddies he's doing one on on what fasting does to the body and they're supposed to fast with him and they like sneak off and eat pizza and they just rip on him anyway it's it's very i i think they've done a good job of like taking thor making him seem weak and human yeah and he still has a good body, but yeah. his. You still can't humanize that guy for Yeah, but too. just yeah. funny and like the way his he is with his kids and like it's really funny. Anyway, oh. but watching it, the science in it's really good, and and why I would recommend people doing it, and it'd be fun to talk about sometime, is it's this very thing of pushing ourselves to be uncomfortable to give us actual health and longevity. Yeah, um, he's you know, and maybe you saw the news where in the last episode he realized he has the genes for Alzheimer's. Oh, I didn't realize it was in that episode. Oh. I thought it was just, uh, I saw the news, but I thought it was just some other side thing. No, or, no. Uh, it's wow. d- in doing this project, um, he realizes, and the whole thing is, I think he's 40 now and I think he's just like aging is hard and he wants to live and his kids are young and um, yeah. they are, they seem like wild banshees. They're so cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa. <laughs> Um, there's, it's very funny, but anyway, I would recommend it if you, if you're interested in all in this, like getting out of your comfort zone as an important way to be healthy and SAD, SAD really is an example of the only way to treat it. Now you can medicate it like people do, and you can, you know, try the light therapy and you can do all these different things, but time outside exercise and light are, are the most effective natural forms of doing this. And then secondarily are some of these other things. So if you could combine a few of those things, it it really helps. So when I said earlier, like I don't struggle with it, I, I should take a picture of my office. It is, it's like um, a three season room yeah. that I have to heat. So I'm freezing all the time, but I am, I'm surrounded by windows. So all day I have natural light and, a, and deer run by and all this herd of freaky oh. turkeys. 
And a herd of freaky turkeys. Herd of oh, freaky there's turkeys. like 11. They're so freaky. And they're always the day after Thanksgiving walk around so <laughs> They're like, well, we made it another year, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and they will not get out of the road when you need to drive. Anyway, and then trees. So I am in a very natural setting all day long. And I, I think it's absolute key for me. And then I spend a lot of time outside. I like the snow. I have mm-hmm. lots of fun in it. And that's, that's not hard for me. But I have the predisposition for sure. And I also have the vitamin D problem. Like, so I, <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's not the answer to everyone, but I feel like it really has been, and it's something I couldn't do in Sweden. And I felt like I had SAD in Sweden. Absolutely. Really? I just, I'd have to go to Egypt to get sun and I just didn't do that and couldn't do that. And so it was just. How, how often did hard. you feel that way? Just in a certain time of the, that year? Or was it kind of all the time? So it's basically winter whole time. Um, but it, it, what it was is I could sleep till 10 a.m. I've yeah. never slept till 10 a.m. since I was a teenager. How late would it stay dark? Because I'm guessing that uh, during the, the peak of winter, it's like oh, yeah. four it's, hours of daylight or something. Yeah. It's like seeing the sun just doing like a little blip a over the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it would be at high noon and then it would go down. Wow. So it was hard. And we were, you know, we're yeah. in the bottom third of Sweden. There are people up, up North who it's just dark 24 uh, seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the summer it's sunny 24 seven. That's a magical brain that can handle that. But that's also, you know, people can move there and figure it out. But I feel like you have to come from generations of people to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so it, it was very clear to me. And so while we were there, it was my 40th birthday with a bunch of friends and we all met in Mexico. Oh yeah. I remember in that. The mid- yeah. yeah. Middle of winter. And I got off that plane. I had to fly 24 hours people, but I did not care. And I got off that plane and it felt like, like a reach, like a, like I could feel it <laughs> refilling. And I was like, Oh I don't know if I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have much of the mood stuff. It was mainly fatigue and I just felt like a bear. Like, good night. Don't, no one touch me and let me have more carbs. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's tricky. So if it, it depends on where you live and there are people who have plenty of sunshine and still have this experience or they'll have it in the summer. So it isn't all just like, you know, be out the sun and you'll be fine. So I would recommend a, a, a good evaluation um, to determine this, get your blood work done, make sure there isn't something else going on. Sure. Um, and then, you know, there's a couple of things I forgot. And I was trying to be different this time and tell you that psychotherapy is an option too. <laughs> oh yeah. Always. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget that, uh, at the end of the thing. Oh, and the other thing was, I thought it was you that told me to watch the, uh, the Stutz thing that, uh, no. Nicole recommended mm-hmm. yesterday. It's not Wendy. Somebody else told me this. I want you to see it now and then tell us what you think. Okay. Um, the person I'd heard from is also in therapy and they said it was an amazing thing. And what they described to me sounds like how you work. Oh, okay. So Z. Yeah, you're right. And it's Jonah Hill made this movie about his therapist who he claims just like completely turned his life around and wanted to share how this guy works. And apparently, oh, cool. apparently, this stuff's like right up the windy alley. So, All right. okay, what if we do that for next week? I'll watch it, and then other people can uh, watch it I'll if they want. It. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, I, I want to watch it anyway, so let's do it. Okay, um, love it. That's great. I just want to be finished with Dahmer. My God. Oh, Dahmer! I I watched that the first week it came out, and um, just walk away. It is. Uh, it's rough. It's rough. It's yeah. rough, and and there's, you know, we're we're now on. We just finished. Uh, 
episode eight, I think, last night, and or seven maybe. Yeah. And really, you can skip episodes three, four, and five. I mean, it feels like like you know Ryan. What is it, Brad Falchuk and Ryan? Ryan, whatever. The, the, the American Horror American Story American Horror guy. Story guy. Yeah, Glee. I can't think of his name. It's like he, you know, he said, "How can I stretch this story out to ten episodes?" Yeah, and, it could have uh, been a movie, to be honest. I think I yeah, could have pulled that exactly. off. Exactly. What's his name's yeah. very good. In Evan this. Peters is great. He's and very, Lisa very Nash good. Nash is great, and um, a dude who plays his dad, who character actor that we see in everything. Oh, uh, uh, oh, he won. He won for that Lady in the Water. Um, yeah. Right. Yes. Hey or, guys, I'm gonna raise my hand here and say I gotta go. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess it's. <laughs> I love it. I love that we did that to you. All right. Have a fantastic Sorry. week, Wendy. No we'll worries. be back with okay. more. Enjoy your turkey bones. Whatever's left. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. That's amazing. Um. Yeah, what's his anyway. name? Richard. Richard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, client, no. Uh, no. Yeah, try and do this without looking at the uh, chat room. Richard. Richard something. Bells. Here's what I found. First, first time I ever saw, not cheese, first guy. First time I ever saw him was in Silverado. He was very young. Okay. I think of him as the dad in uh, Six Feet Under, too. Um. Yep, he's in that. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we always is. like him. And he does Del Toro, Gilmore Del Toro movies all the time. Yeah. He was in the American version of Let the Right One In. I can't think of Richard Cl- sit here. Prime Klein. Prime. Richard. I can look it up. Yeah. Richard. Jenkins. Jenkins. Gosh dang Thank it. Thank you, Free Rangers. Yes, Richard Jenkins. He just sounds like somebody's neighbor. He's such a hard name to remember, but. Jenkins. 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 Bring Jenkins, those get in here. Reports. That's right. Give me the Penske file. All right. Uh, all right. That is, Holy cow, uh, 11 o'clock already. Sorry, folks. This is a long show today, but don't worry. We're done. Uh, we're going to get out of here, and I want to remind folks that it's a brand new month. Today is literally the first, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TMS, and you will gain benefits such as couch parties on the weekend, art in the mail, uh, pre-show content every day, no commercials ever, uh, much, much more. Check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS and big, big, big thanks to everybody who already supports us there. You keep the lights on. Thank you all very much. That's going to do it. Uh, oh, there is a, there is a couch party tomorrow. Two, three, yeah, sorry, 3 p.m. Three, 3 p.m. More Ms. Marvel. More Ms. Marvel. We're going to keep tearing through that. Maybe a couple of them we can squeeze in. And, uh, film sack this weekend core tonight at five coverville today at one. I'm just all over the place. On the times, you're, but, uh, you're doing a great job remembering it because I don't think we've got it listed here, do we? No, <laughs> no, we don't even have it listed. But um, uh, but and, yeah, uh, we... probably guess the connection tomorrow. I'm going to give away a uh, oh, like a Teenage Mutant Ninjas Turtles uh, figure or something. What does that mean? I'll show people what I'm giving Let's away. Let's see what you got. Uh, oh, Street Fighter Two. You're going to win Balchi or uh, Zangief Balchief. Balchief. <laughs> oh, Ball I like Balchief. Ball chief, you're gonna win. Ball chief. How come he looks so spindly in his figure, but the yeah, I mean man. because it's you know he's it's a that's Capcom it. Super Seven action figure. It's not great. Yeah. Seen better, but that's still fun to get. Yeah, uh, maybe even better to get it that way. Anyway, so there's that. Win a, yeah. oh win a ball chief. Win a ball chief. Ball chief. Balrog is who you're thinking of, and you mix it up I with was. Zangief. So I ball exactly chief. 
that'll do it for all of that then. So just lots of content is the point. Uh, make sure you check all that stuff out. I've also updated the frogpants.com slash contact listing of all the social places that we post things now. And uh, if you're oh, cool. interested and if you're like, oh, I'm on Mastodon or I'm on freaking whatever. It's all up there, so go find it. So much better at that than I am. Well, I just I feel like I gotta be wherever they this all lands. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. knows where it lands? I don't know. Freaking the whole thing gives me gas. Um. All right, we're out of here. Let's uh, play music. You got music? I do. Rob Belander uh, wrote in and said, "Hi guys, my wife Teresa is a huge fan of TMS and Film Sack, and she's turning fifty this weekend." Could you play her a cover of Billy Joel for her birthday? I realize it can't be on the day, but maybe during the week of uh, December 5th. She loves scenes from an Italian restaurant in Vienna um, or anything from the album The Stranger. I think I'm supposed to say love the show, though, but honestly, I do love the show. You two do great work. Please keep doing it. Best, Rob. Have a day, do you? 50, big one. Nice job. Congratulations. You said it, kid. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, happy 50th, Teresa. And uh, uh, we we love having you and your uh, your husband uh, listen to the show. So, appreciate it. Yep. Let's get to a cover of Vienna. You know, you just can't do a cover of Vienna and not open it with that fantastic piano riff. This one changes it a little bit from the Billy Joel version, but sometimes you just need something that uh, that honors the original uh, just with a different vocalist. This is uh, Tony Luca and a cover of Vienna from his album Rendezvous with the Angels. Here is Vienna. Slow down, you crazy child. So ambitious for a juvenile But then if you're so smart Tell me why are you still so afraid Where's the fire? What's the hurry about? You better cool it off before you burn it out You got so much to do And only so many hours in the day You know that when the truth is told You can get what you want Or you can just get old You're gonna kick off Before you even get halfway through Ooh, when will you realize The end awaits for you Slow down, you're doing fine You can't be everything you wanna be your time, although it's so romantic on the borderline tonight, tonight, too bad, but it's the life you lead, you're so ahead of yourself, but you forgot what you need, though you can see when you're wrong, you know you can't always see when you're right, you're right, you got your passion, you got your pride, don't you know that only fools are satisfied You're gonna dream on Just don't imagine they'll all come true Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you
for a while It's alright, you can't afford to lose a day or two Why don't you realize the inner waits for you This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Everyone has to be able to look at everyone's head hole.